Greetings. Thank you all for returning to this week's new study episode titled, The Rapture, A Mystery, A New Thing, Part 2. I am Pastor John, welcoming our returning global audience of unchurched, self-study people, as well as those who are part of a church. For anyone looking for greater depths in God's Word with a stronger personal study. We also extend a warm welcome to all our new listeners here for the first time. Thank you all for listening. May you all be blessed of God. Last week, we started our new series titled, The Rapture, A Mystery, A New Thing, Part 1, on June 5th. In our first examination, we found no description in the book of Revelation of what is typically called the rapture. What is up with that? Where do people get the idea of a rapture, or better stated, a catching up, before the tribulation period begins? Of the scripture we found, it spoke most clearly of the second coming of Christ, which we know occurs at the end of the tribulation period. That was clearly noted in the book of Revelation. Yet, we found in Matthew chapter 24, verse 31, this statement, And he will send his angels with a loud trumpet blast, and they will gather his elect from the four winds, from one end of heaven to the other. Clearly, in this context, his elect, quote-unquote, who are interpreted by many as us, are gathered from the four winds, north, south, east, and west, notice, comma, then from one end of heaven to the other. This verse confirms those of us who are saved in Christ are, to find out more, listen to our previous episode titled, The Rapture, A Mystery, A New Thing, Part 1. Again, welcome to our 2022 summer series, The Rapture, A Mystery, A New Thing. In a bit of review, we are studying our Bibles in this summer series by finding many of the scriptures in the Bible apparently on this subject to discern whether this is an appropriate way to learn of this subject or not. After all, we can find Bible verses in both the Old and New Testaments besides the book of Revelation, seemingly anyway, on this subject. It is a foregone conclusion that there is some form of catching up of the Bride of Christ to heaven. Those who are saved in Christ, male and female, make up this bride. Again, see the parable of the ten virgins, Matthew chapter 25, verses 1 through 13. This is one example of what I am saying. I should also note that three Old Testament verses supporting the fact that God appears on, with, or in the clouds were noted last week. They were mentioned for reference only. We did not delve into them. However, on, with, or in depends on your translation. They are used to mean the same thing. Also, by way of reminder, until a few years ago, four dominant thoughts on the rapture or catching up existed. One, 
a pre-tribulation rapture or ascension of God's church, his people saved in him. 2. A mid-tribulation ascension of the church at large and those added to it in the first half of the tribulation period. 3. A post-tribulation ascension quickly followed by the return of God's people in Christ's second coming to rule for a thousand years. 4. A varied theory made more complex by involving parts of the three previous mentioned theories and now more modern thoughts as well. This makes this examination method most confusing because of its puzzle-like piecing together of scripture and thought by many today. Which, if any of these four thoughts is correct, what if there is both a pre-tribulation and a mid-tribulation catching up? Two catching up events for two completely different reasons. Herein, some say, lies the unsolved modern mysteries of this event that many, here in America, do not understand correctly and yet argue profusely. So, with that small review of what we are doing in this summer series, let us continue. We want to note from last week this verse, And he will send his angels with a loud trumpet blast, and they will gather his elect from the four winds, from one end of heaven to the other. From Matthew chapter 24, verse 31. So, here we have our first look of being in heaven already, possibly before the start of the tribulation period, if we can believe what we found in Scripture thus far. Can we actually qualify our being in heaven before the tribulation period starts? Where do we find any scripture that can help? Can it actually be found in the book of Revelation? In further examine, the fuller context is Revelation chapter 5, verses 6 through 12. However, the verses in this passage that can answer our questions are found in verses 9 through 12. I will first read the larger portion of our context for better clarity and understanding starting with verse 6. Then I saw standing in the middle of the throne and of the four living creatures and in the middle of the elders a lamb that appeared to have been killed. He had seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent out into all the earth. Then he came and took the scroll from the right hand of the one who was seated on the throne. And when he had taken the scroll, the four living creatures and the twenty-four elders threw themselves to the ground before the Lamb. Each of them had a harp and golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. They were singing in a new song, quote, You are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals because you were killed, and at the cost of your own blood, you have purchased for God persons from every tribe, language, people, and nation. You have appointed them as a kingdom and priests to serve our God, and they will reign on the earth. End quote. Then I looked and heard 
the voice of many angels in a circle around the throne, as well as the living creatures and the elders. Their number was 10,000 times 10,000 hyphen thousands times thousands, all of whom were singing in a loud voice, quote, Worthy is the Lamb who was killed to receive power and wealth and wisdom and might and honor and glory and praise. End quote. First, notice verse 6 and verse 11 mentions elders. Verse 6 says, And in the middle of the elders, suggesting only a reasonably large number of elders. Who are these elders? Just how many of these elders are there? Can we even determine the number of elders to better understand why they are even there? Why they would even be mentioned? The verse we want to understand more fully is this shortened context, verse 11. Then I looked and heard the voice of many angels in a circle around the throne, as well as the living creatures and the elders. Their number was 10,000 times 10,000, hyphen, thousands times thousands. Do you understand the difficulty John had trying to relate to us, the reader, the total number of people he saw? Notice, 10,000 times 10,000 only equals 100,000 people. For us today, if we use the parable of the sower and the seed, found in Matthew chapter 13, verses 1 through 23, to get conservative numbers, how can 100 million be 25% of the total world population if there is any truth to the conservative number found in the aforementioned parable? The number, while very general, is embellished by the hyphenated phrase, thousands times thousands. Obviously, a number beyond the current day ability to record or be expressed verbally by John. Even if an exact number can be known now, numbers for counting were far more limited in John's day. 10 to the 12th power, for example, did not exist in biblical times. Numbers that big simply were not required in John's day. After all, man was not building multi-level steel and glass buildings, large steel bridges, passenger jet airplanes, and so on. In fact, in many cases, measurements were still made with general measurements based on human body parts like the cubit. According to the Population Reference Bureau website at prb.org, their header on the reference page reads, quote, Given a current global population of about 7.8 billion, the revised estimate means those alive in 2020 represent nearly 7% of the total number of people who have ever lived, end quote. They further state, in an estimate, about 117 billion members of our species have ever been born on Earth. If 
by using the parable of the sower and the seed, if we take 25% of that number, we get 29,250,000,000 people, conservatively. Just the numbers we have at present have a great disparity. This is why the largest number in the biblical day was added to with the phrase thousands times thousands. Just how thousands times thousands defines the actual number will remain unknown until we are part of this number in heaven, provided we will actually care to know at that point. You can see clearly that the conservative number, as related here, was beyond the ability to be expressed in the biblical day. That number, as witnessed by John, at least in the billions, was beyond his ability to clearly describe as we can today. The word billion had not been yet created because there was no need to count that high in the day that John lived and for some time thereafter. However, at the end of 2020, the total number of people who were ever born on planet Earth is documented at the Population Reference Bureau's website as 116,771,402,413 people. If you take the comment in Revelation chapter 5, verse 11, literally, specifically, then it fails by simply doing the math. The math is still askew when we divide this new number, more current number, yet still conservative, by 4, producing this result. 29,190,350,603.25 people. If we only go with the sound number Scripture gives us, 100 million, we come up way too short if we presume the number in Scripture is hard set and correct. So, either Scripture is wrong or our math is wrong. Also, even though conservative, these numbers are not current to 2022. Therefore, the numbers we are using at the time of this podcast are approximately 18 months old and now only larger. Remember, too, we are talking about only the number of elders. Who are these elders? A good question, because they are a different group of heavenly citizens since a specific 24 elders have already been specifically mentioned. Still, the main question is, why did I take you through that math exercise of total world population? To show that John was referencing a number in heaven so large that in his day it was a number beyond his present numerical capability to relate. So, he expressed that number in Revelation chapter 5 verse 11 this way. Their number was 10,000 times 10,000 hyphen thousands times thousands. What we know now, definitively, is that there was a very large number of this group, the elders, present in heaven, not waiting to be caught up.
they were in heaven. There were many angels in a circle around the throne, as well as the living creatures and the elders. Simply put, angels, living creatures, and elders. It is obvious to us just what angels are in heaven. Creatures, while not point-blank naming creatures specifically, we nonetheless know that the word creatures is not referring to people. However, the main question still is, who are the elders? Are they somehow us as saved individuals? Are they older saved people in Christ? Are they the older governing body of people in all the earthly churches? All good questions that deserve to be answered. To try and answer these questions, maybe the book of Titus can help us in verses 5 through 9. It reads, The reason I left you in Crete was to set in order the remaining matters and to appoint elders in every town as I directed you. An elder must be blameless, a husband of one wife, with faithful children who cannot be charged with dissipation or rebellion. For the overseer must be blameless as one entrusted with God's work, not arrogant, not prone to anger, not a drunkard, not violent, not greedy for gain. Instead, he must be hospitable, devoted to what is good, sensible, upright, devout, and self-controlled. He must hold firmly to the faithful message as it has been taught, so that he will be able to give exhortation in such healthy teaching and correct those who speak against it. From Titus, verses 5 through 9. First, notice this. We find the words elder and overseer used to seemingly describe the same person or people. Is that true? Overseer is also known as a bishop. Meaning, note, presbyteros, an elder, is another term for the same person as bishop or overseer. The term elder indicates the mature spiritual experience and understanding of those so described. The term bishop or overseer indicates the character of the work undertaken according to the divine will and appointment as in the new testament there were to be bishops in every local church where the singular is used the passage is describing what a bishop should be from vine's expository dictionary of new testament words so at the very least it is believable that those who are elders in very large number are us who are saved in Christ. If that is true, then the bar is set rather high for all of us. That is something that all modern men and women should take note of and ponder just how they will live accordingly. Secondly, let's notice verse 6 and 7. It sets the bar very high. It reads, An elder must be blameless, 
the husband of one wife, with faithful children who cannot be charged with dissipation or rebellion. For the overseer must be blameless as one entrusted with God's work, not arrogant, not prone to anger, not a drunkard, not violent, not greedy for gain. With those two verses spoken, just where are we today with regard to trying to live up to these verses in our daily lives? Have you only received Christ as your Lord and Savior to only save your soul from hell and the devil? To live your life without demonstrating any change to others? To be able to call yourself a Christian but live free of any of the current and possibly latter-day consequences of that decision? All good questions one should ask themselves moving forward from the day you became saved in Christ. Next week, we will see where Revelation chapter 6 opens to best define our roadmap as to where things are recorded as to what happens next. We have seen no indication of God's people being caught up or raptured into heaven. That is a curious observation because we have found only mention of God's people as elders being in heaven already. Remember Matthew chapter 24 verse 31? To be absolutely sure this is correct, next week we will do a little review to better understand if this is correct. Could it be true that we are already in heaven even from the start of the book of Revelation? Join us next week when we look to get more answers Play or download our episodes from one of our podcast hosts, or follow direct links to these platforms on our website under the podcast menu item. Details follow. All Bible quotes without a citation are from the New English Translation Free Version. Also, please check our show notes for links to our website and other information you may want to know. This study podcast is a wholly self-funded outreach presented by the Church of the Unchurched, currently an all-electronic Boston-based outreach uniting the community of lost, searching, lonely, and forgotten in Christ. We greatly appreciate serving our international audience. God bless you all. If you are visiting for the first time, welcome and God bless you. We look forward to the return of all our faithful listeners and new listeners. Thank you all so much. Please share our podcast with family, friends, and others you believe would find it a blessing. If you are unsaved, we truly hope you find God as well as receiving Him as Lord and Savior of your life. Please find a short link to our episode titled, How to be Saved, at the bottom of any episode description. To learn more about us and who we are, give our episode titled, Introduction, About Us, Who We Are, a listen. In that episode, you will learn more about us, who we are reaching out to, our mission, vision, ministry, and more. Again, a short link to this episode is found at the bottom of any episode description. If you go to our internet homepage, under the podcast menu item, 
you can find many popular podcast platforms we are found on. So, you should be able to find us on a platform you like. We refresh all our feeds with every weekly episode upload on Sunday's U.S. East Coast time zone. These sites update our feed within 24 hours of our refresh, many sooner than others. Our website is located at this internet address, unchurched.site123.me. Now, may our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father, who loved us and by grace gave us eternal comfort and good hope, encourage your hearts and strengthen you in every good thing you do or say. Until next week, this is Pastor John for the Church of the Unchurched.